Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. LeBron James reminds me a little bit now of a pitcher post Tommy John surgery is that LeBron James is 31. Uh, he doesn't dunk as much. You're not going to get a 45 point night from him. Those days are over. He's a human being. In the end, we're seeing the LeBron that is 31 is not going to chase you down and block from behind is not going to slam dunk as much or with the the volume he did. He is no longer an A-plus scorer and an A-plus defender and an A-plus this, that, and everything. He is really A-minus to B-plus at everything. What's better than this? Guys, here on the DraftKings Podcast, I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and the FRS Network, joined by Kyle Krabs, founder, director of scouting with NDT Scouting, and also with the FRS Network. And we are your hosts here on this edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Good to be back on the horn with Kyle, presenting a podcast for you. We've been doing some solo stuff over the last couple of weeks with some busy schedules that we've had and it's been tough to sync up but we're back and it's good to be back what's up Kyle let's do this this is uh summertime draft dudes we got some fun topics to talk about this has been good Joe it's been time to reflect and uh kind of turn the mirror on ourselves and become better podcasters and uh, better analysts and I think we have an entertaining show concept here that should certainly push some people's buttons. This should be a a nice show. But before we do, I have to complain about Microsoft. Is that okay? Can I get on my soapbox here for a second? Yeah, I'm sure that's why people push, you know, play today. To to hear me complain about my personal life? Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. By all means. Okay. Well, now that you put it that way. 
Uh, I'll try to make this brief. How in the hell does it take an hour and 20 minutes to update your computer programming? This is, un like, I'm, I'm done. I'm swearing off HPs and Dells and all this other BS. I'm going back to Mac. Joe, I know that hurts your feelings as an avid <laughs> non-Mac consumer, but I can't do it anymore. I have to go back to the Mac. So this summer, I'm making myself a promise. By the time week one of the college football season rolls around, your boy's going to have a MacBook because I ain't doing this BS for another year. Well, uh, you know, I think we're both in the market for a new computer. It's true. So yes, can, it's very you true. Can all- Offer your friends with, uh, with Apple a deal, you know, if we buy two, you know. And it's, oh, it's, now you want to get on my coattails here. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you've you've been around me for long enough seeing my battles with computers over the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I need to, I need to uh, get something new. And so, um, hey, if you're going to Mac it up, I'll Mac it up. I guess that's what everybody says you should do. You know, people tell me the Mac is the way to go. It's just a matter of changing, you know, and I'm uh, not really – I'm used to what I'm used to, you know, and so got to learn something different. I guess I will, but um, we're going to have to set up. We're going to have to set up like a conference or something for me to just sit down and talk you through all the, (sighs) the intricacies of an Apple, uh, a MacBook versus a, a regular uh, operating system, because it's going to throw you. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to throw you. It's, It's there's a learning curve to the MacBook. People say though, that it's user friendly. It is. It's just okay. user different, and oh, you know, you know, I've seen you, you know, try, try and you know, do whatever you gotta do to get your computer in the mood to work. I was gonna make some sort of sexualized joke here, but oh, I did, didn't want to take take the line too far, so I dialed yeah. it back. Let's just say I've seen you go through extreme lengths to get a computer to work the way you want it to, and. Um, there's going to be a little bit of that at first because it's not going to be the same experience as using Windows that you're used to. Well, uh, I look forward to you being my uh, IT person and assisting me with all my, my troubles. Yeah, this is great. This is what I've signed myself up for. Kyle, let's, let's talk football. And the show concept today is we are going to go offensively, position by position, yes, and and declare our most indispensable player in the NFL. The player that, if you picked them all out of a hat, you put them all in the hat, and you say you can have one guy to start your franchise with. Which one at each position are you Ooh, picking? Now, at? is it mo- you, one you'd start your franchise with? Because I did not necessarily include age as a factor here. Oh, well, then you have failed. I, I'm, I'm nervous for you because I think age is a critical component of what we're doing. We're trying. No, you, we to... just said indispensable. We didn't def- define what we were talking about. A year, a season, a franchise from scratch. Well, that's if, the approach it, that I'm okay, taking. Okay, with okay, my... okay. No, this is fine. This is fine. I really, I'm really only going to have to adjust one player. Okay. Well, that's the thing that I'm considering with my answers. It's not. It's it's age. So Tom it's Brady's not your history. quarterback. He's not my quarterback. No age, injury history, off field personality type stuff. I considered it all. Okay. And these are my guys. My one guy at each position. So. So these are the most indispensable players yes. in the NFL. At each offensive position, and Friday we'll do defense. That's my plan, sir. Okay. Are you in? I, I am in. You can go ahead. 
and uh, sign me up, put me on the calendar, and okay. we'll do the. I think it's this is a bachelorette turn for some reason, but do the damn oh. thing, right? We're gonna do the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, evidently. Yeah, and and of course, bachelorette PFF Mike. And so I've watched The Bachelorette for the first time in my life. Now I've seen I've seen a few seasons of The Bachelor, but typically, you know, watching thirty dudes try to get one girl is not my cup of tea. But supporting my guy Mike yes. Renner, yes, and and he got a rose, man. I was nervous. I was nervous, Kyle, <laughs> sweating it out there at the end, and I'm nervous moving forward because if you watch like the highlights, of the yeah, the season show, montage did not have a lot of Mike Renner in it. <laughs> it wasn't a lot of Mike. You know, I see all these other dudes laying down on the beach, making out with this chick. Mike's nowhere to be seen. Hey, so he, he got. I think he got two, two frames. He was in two frames. Yeah. Okay. Of the so montage. you did the same thing I did. I went back I, and I, checked the tape. Yeah. <laughs> I was checking the tape, too, yeah. I saw him in there, and I was nervous because I was like, oh, man, I don't know if that's the same suit he had on. Listen, you know, opening he, night. he deserves to be applauded just for making it past the the opening ceremony while bringing a cardboard cutout of the girl's ex-fiance out of the limo with him. That takes balls of steel. And he pulled it off. Crabs, what, wait, this is what... What would you do? What would be your introduction? Oh, no, oh, no. we got to come back, or we got to do this on Friday. i got to think about this. All right, so on Friday, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to lose sleep over this, I'm telling you. <laughs> on Friday, we declare, in the, in the great honor of PFF Mike, what we would do coming out of the limo to introduce ourselves to the, to the Bachelorette. And I, I uh, Done deal. God help me. Yeah, this is going to be good. All right, so we'll do that on Friday. <laughs> Shall we get into these players? Yes, our, our... let's do that. All right. Do that. Uh, I, I guess since I know you've had to make call an audible here on your quarterback. Yeah, I'm why, don't stick... you, why don't you go ahead and do your thing? Yeah, I'll go with my quarterback. My quarterback is the same one that I said back in October, Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles. He's the one guy that I want, and this is a dude that won me over at the Senior Bowl. I think it, I, I've never seen anything like it, the way that he took command of the team. He was first in every single drill. The way he carried himself, the way he interacted with the media, the way he interacted with his, with the coaches and players, and then the way that that's turned into him being the franchise quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, winning that job immediately, and then the growth that he showed from year one to year two, playing tremendous situational football. Obviously, the, the knee injury last year was sucked to see that happen, but I'm really excited about Carson Wentz. And so if you're giving me one guy at quarterback, and probably my number one overall pick of any, if, you know, if I was picking a team from scratch, give me Carson Wentz and let's go. Well, my pick was Aaron Rodgers because we saw what the Green Bay Packers were without Aaron Rodgers. And it was bad. It was very, very bad. Uh, but if we're taking into consideration we're starting a franchise from scratch today, I got a problem with taking a 34-year-old quarterback that's had some collarbone issues. Even as him being a player that's passed for... Do you know what his, his touchdown-interception ratio is? Uh, it's, it's the best ever, right? 313 touchdowns to 78 interceptions. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my God. He is 10th on the all-time list in passing touchdowns right now with 313. And has thrown less than 80 interceptions with a 65% completion percentage and almost 40,000 passing yards. Passer rating is unbelievable, too. Uh, 103.8 career yeah. passer rating. Yeah. Uh, insane. Just ungodly numbers. Two-time MVP. 
six-time Pro Bowl, twice All-Pro. He's had two seasons with double-digit interceptions, and one of those was his first starting season. He's had seven consecutive seasons with no more than eight interceptions. He's tremendous. Now, when you throw the age factor at me, I am thrown for a little bit of a loop. Uh, If I was going to look at all the quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and I had to pick one to start my franchise with from here on out, I'm probably going to go Deshaun. And here's the reason why I go Deshaun Watson. You know, not just because he came into the league and he let the he, – he lit defenses on fire last year with his ability to push the ball down the field and make big plays happen and exciting. He's got a little bit of a mobility component to him that Carson Wentz doesn't have, even as Carson's a, a, a mobile guy. Uh, the reason why I would side with Deshaun over Carson is because I'm going to trust my own evaluation. Deshaun was a higher-rated player for me coming out of college than what Carson Wentz was. And we've seen there is an ability here for this to translate. Super exciting player. I think what we saw last year is not an aberration. I don't think this is a Robert Griffin situation. He is the real deal. Sign me up for Deshaun Watson as my quarterback of the future if I was starting a franchise right now out of it. Pick of the litter. It's interesting um, because... You actually did – John Ledgard put out a tweet recently where he was asking everyone to give their top five quarterbacks. Yes. And if I recall correctly, you were really high on Wentz. I was, yeah. And it's if Deshaun Watson comes out and plays exactly the same way this year as he did last year, he will surpass Wentz in my book. The guy that I thought uh, that I had a hard time picking Wentz over was Russell Wilson. He was – Top three on my list. Yeah. Um, poor Russ. So man. those are the top three, though, right? So it's Wilson, it's Watson, and Wentz for you? Yes, those are my top three. If, if I was to start a franchise right now, those three would be my top three choices at quarterback. 29 years old, Russell Wilson. So you yeah, got to think. It's another off put. Yep. It's not, it's not old enough that it's a total deal breaker, but it's old enough where it's really going to make me look hard versus a guy that I can get – probably two contracts out of before I, re- I reach Russell, Russell Wilson's age. Yeah. I, I went first on quarterbacks. Uh, Kyle, I'll give you the, the first dibs here on running backs. Yeah, this is uh, – the NFL is a cruel mistress because before we, we called the audible here, I picked a quarterback, most indispensable player at his position, uh, that was actually hurt last year. And guess what? My running back choice is a player that was hurt last year. I'm going to go with David Johnson from Arizona as my most indispensable running back in the NFL. Uh, Why? David Johnson is a physical freak. He is capable of running by you, running through you, running around you, making you miss. He is a three-down player, a true workhorse back in a league that doesn't have a whole lot of them. And I think the dividing factor for Johnson versus the other players is just how good he is in the supplemental components of the game as a running back. You know, a receiving player. I think Johnson, for his size and stature, uh, his ability to make an impact in the receiving game is phenomenal. His 2016 was one of the best seasons we've seen probably this decade from a back at the running back position. So 
Uh, David Johnson, for me, is my most indispensable running back in the NFL. Strong choice, Kyle. Uh, I do I do get concerned because, it, you know, the injuries, uh, sure. both, both the last couple seasons from a skill set perspective, I love them. Uh, I'm going with Todd Gurley, running back, yeah. Los Angeles, Rams. Uh, man, his his uh, 2017 last year in that Sean McVay offense was uh, it was special, man. 1,300 rushing yards, also had 64 receptions for 788 yards, uh, 19 career receiving and rushing touchdowns. I, I mean, certainly an MVP caliber season for him, and it's it's the total package, right? He's big, 6'1", 225. He's powerful. He's fast. He sees the field well. He catches it. He'll run you over. He can make you miss. And I just think he checks all the boxes. Um, I'm, I am a little concerned about maybe what he showed in the past, but, I mean, I think that was more to do with the scheme and the offensive line in front of him. And now that those are in place in, in Los Angeles, I think the real Todd Gurley has been seen, and I think this is going to become the norm for him moving forward. And he's a guy that I want to lean on at running back now. You know, there's a lot of guys that are young, Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, all these guys. But it was, you know, I, I really went towards the, the guy that I thought was proven. I think he's got the rust out of him. I think he's learned uh, what, it, what it takes to be a feature back, a bell cow back, a guy, uh, what, you know, the transition from the college to the pros in terms of what those creases are like. And I think that he's got staying power as an elite running back in the NFL. Dude, is there no greater illustration of Jeff Fisher's ineptitude as an NFL coach than the fact that Todd Gurley averaged 3.2 yards per carry in 2016. My Lord, how do you do that? How do you do that? So, yeah, Todd was my number two. And that was, you know, even considering guys like uh, Zeke Elliott and guys that came in last year, whether it was Fournette or, or Kamara. Uh, Gurley was so good last year, 19 touchdowns. I don't think you can go wrong uh, choosing Todd Gurley. I think that's a good call, Joe. Came into the league the same year as David Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I hate the injuries for David because, I, you know, I loved him. Yep. I had a high grade on him coming yep. out. I mean, so uh, wide receiver, Kyle. And the and floor is yours, Mr. Marino. You know, I, I, I valued – the the age thing quite a bit for quarterback and running back. But I just could not go with anyone other than Antonio Brown for my wide receiver choice. I mean, he's 29 years old. He'll actually be 30 in, in, in a couple of weeks here in, in mid-July. But what he does, the way that he dominates, the way that he separates, the way that he wins at the catch point, his foot quickness, his route running, it's all special, man. Uh, he makes big-time plays in big-time situations, and, you know, athleticism's never necessarily been a big component of why he wins. It is quickness, but it's fluidity, it's route running, it's how he manipulates coverage. And for me, you know, I think that he's going to have staying power. I think he's got another five to seven years of really good production in the NFL. And so, look, I love Julio Jones and A.J. Green and Odell Beckham. I, I do, man, but for me, I think that A.B. is just a tick above and I'm not, I'm not concerned about, you know, although he's going to be 30 this year, I still think he's got time left to, to produce that an elite level. And, yeah. and so I couldn't overlook him. Couldn't do it. Yep. And I, I think especially A.B., you consider how good he is as a route runner. Uh, kind of a different stylistic 
player than Larry Fitzgerald, but like we've seen Larry Fitzgerald extend his career by moving inside. You take Antonio and his route running skills and his natural quickness, and you know even as that diminishes and you put him inside, you know I think even once he gets you know thirty four thirty five should be very, very, very good. And this is the only correct answer, wide receiver, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, receptions, the last five years, 110, 129, 136, 106, 101. Uh, came damn close to 2,000 receiving yards in 2015. Uh, 8, 13, 10, 12, and 9 touchdowns. A 66% target conversion rate. Uh, already has over 10,000 yards from scrimmage in his career. He has He's 90 yards short of 10,000 receiving yards, and he's 29 years old. Tremendous. So, yeah, you, you can keep all the other guys, but Antonio Brown, uh, I don't care about the age piece of it. He is just that much better than everybody else as far as the technical side of being a wide receiver. He's, he is the choice here. Odell number two, Kyle? Um, Julio, AJ. Yeah, honestly, I didn't think that hard about it because Antonio was such an obvious <laughs> answer. Yeah, I yeah you know, there, there, you can make an argument for probably five or six guys, but whether that's Julio, you know, Julio's no spring chicken either. Well, I mean, they're not; these aren't old players, though. Yeah, no, they're not old, but I mean, you look at guys that have came through the the. The draft through the last three or four years, Odell's probably the most blatant one. Mike Evans, I don't think Mike's on that that stratosphere as some of these other guys. Um, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was the other one that stood out to me as a young guy if you wanted to go with youth. But I think you're giving up a little bit. Michael Thomas is probably in that, what, 8 to 12 overall range right now? Yeah, certainly top 10 receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Tight end? We can move on? Let's do it. Okay. So it's not Rob Gronkowski <laughs> because he's got a uh, some extensive injury li- injuries on his injury history docket. And when you're already contemplating retirement, apparently, um, bit of a red flag if I'm going to start a franchise with you from scratch. So... I was torn between two names, Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. I think Travis and his ability to be the the centerpiece of the the middle of the field and intermediate areas as a receiver and what he can do after the catch, how athletic he is to turn, turn his eyes up the field and make things happen. Those are really attractive qualities, and for that reason, uh, Travis Kelsey is going to be my pick if I'm taking a tight end from scratch right now. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Yeah, I can't disagree with your, you here. He was, he was, I, I very quickly settled on him. 
like you said there, it's not just that he's a great catch point guy and he can really work the middle of the field, but it's the yards after the catch. It's how competitive he is and uh, just how productive he's been. I mean, he's going for his third straight 1,000-yard season yeah. in 2018. Um, and this this offense is so dynamic in Kansas City with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins outside. You've got Kareem Hunt. You've got a, a very experienced veteran offensive line. Travis Kelsey and now Patrick Mahomes as the uh, the trigger man for this offense. And <laughs> there's a lot of potential here with this group. And I think based on what Tyreek and Sammy are going to command, you can't you can't put two guys on everyone, man. There's going to be one on one matchups, and, and Mahomes just kind of has to has to identify those leverage matchups and, and and sling it, man. And this this Chiefs offense can be really nasty, and and you know big part of that is because of the skill set that Travis Kelsey already has. He's had that production with Alex Smith, who's a good quarterback, and um, you know not not having a Sammy Watkins caliber guy outside to draw coverage away from him. I mean, just the sky's the limit for Kelsey this year, and he's he's the tight end that I want. If I'm if I'm starting a team from scratch, yep. Got an offensive tackle here, Kyle. Offensive tackle, and and uh, you know it's it's going to be a little bit painful here to 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 go with both of my offensive line options because I'm going to make a certain fan base really happy. But uh, for offensive tackle, for me, it's Tyron Smith, and I really wrestled with this because there's a lot of good tackles. But they're all kind of aging, right? I mean, they're kind of right. getting up there. Even like Trent Williams is some injuries that are kind of back, kind of sneaking up on him here late. And even the same with Tyron Smith with some of the back stuff he's dealt with. Uh, but uh, evidently he's working on some different regiments this offseason that's going to make him more pliable and it's going to make that flexibility better, less back issues. I hope that works out because, I mean, from a physical perspective, from you know what he's shown on the field over the last seven or eight years in Dallas, this guy's special. He's the guy. You know, these, the NFL features some ridiculously athletic pass rushers that rush off the edge, and this is the ultimate neutralizer. The guy that you can plug in, and he can go toe-to-toe with these guys and keep up with these freaks around the edge, and he's powerful. He reaches landmarks in space that it doesn't make sense. And so, you know, I'm going to take a gamble here on that back getting right, but from a skill set perspective, he's the best at the game. Yes, uh, Tyron Smith. Young enough to, to not settle off any red flags. Uh, obviously, the back is concerning. If you were going to pick a guy that came through the draft process the last couple of years, who who is who would be your target? Uh, Maybe Taylor Lewan? Lewan, yeah. Lewan was the guy that I thought about for this. Um, maybe Ramchek. Maybe Ramchek. We'll yeah. see. Um, but the landscape of tackles is going to shift here in the NFL. Quarterbacks, one position – where it's really going to shift, and the other is going to be offensive tackle, where a lot of these household names, Joe Thomas already tired, you know, Trent Williams getting up there, Tyron Smith, I know he's not really getting that much older, but Jason Peters, there's, it's just going to be a different landscape. And a lot of these guys coming up are going to really kind of step, you know, we've had such a great run of tackles, to me, in my opinion, over the last 10, 15 years, Willie Rolfe, Jonathan Ogden. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great names, but uh, that next wave is starting to, you know, come through here and, and, you know, I'm wait. I'm waiting to see here who's going to be this next upper echelon group. Is it is Jake Matthews going to be there? I mean, David Bakhtiari is great, but is he, do you, do you think of him like you did? Right. You know, Jo. I, I don't know. You know, so I'm I'm really interested to see. Maybe most people aren't, but I'm interested to see. You know, who becomes this next? You know, this next uh, group of guys in this conversation for the top five offensive tackles in the game. Yeah. So uh, Tyron Smith was my choice as well. Uh, if we were to look to a young guy. Uh, 
Lawan's probably been the most consistent of the guys that, that have come through the draft process since I started working with NDT back in 2014. Uh, but as we shift inside, 2014 class has my interior offensive lineman of choice. And Joe, we're on the same page in that it, it is very difficult to make Dallas fans so happy. But um, I'm going to go with Zach Martin. Guard, Dallas Cowboys, formerly of Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, I know there's, there's some contract discussions right now, but for the sake of this exercise, I'm assuming those contract negotiations are hammered out. We're able to get him onto a long-term deal uh, because he's the total package. Uh, we'll see how Quentin Nelson's first couple years ends up phasing out, but if it's anything like Zach Martin's, then Zach's going to have a little bit of competition from another Golden Domer uh, breathing down his neck. For, for best interior offensive lineman in the league. But for my money, uh, Zach Martin is the best interior offensive lineman in football. Kyle, I'm going to name – we're going to have three different offensive linemen here from the Cowboys represented. Oh, oh man. All right, Cowboys fans. Uh, Travis Frederick. I wrestled with uh, Martin or Frederick. Um, I th- Look, man, what pushes me towards Frederick is there are some moments – there are some lulls in, in Zach Martin's tape. They're, they're few and far between, but there's occasionally moments where you're like, ah, that wasn't his best. I don't think you ever get that with Frederick. I think he's so balanced in terms of how solid he is in pass pro and how good he is in, as a run blocker and you know how he's really been an impact blocker in space as well. And uh, I think the value of the center position is so important. I think you've seen, you know, like, look at Alex Mack and what he's been able to do now with Cleveland and Atlanta and, and, and all of those, like Matt Ryan and what the way he talks about Alex Mack and how much of an impact he's made on taking that pressure off the quarterback and allowing the, the you know Matt Ryan to focus on the secondary because he knows that Alex Mack's going to have things right up front in terms of line calls. And so I think that the value from, you know, from, a, from a center position when you have a guy that can do that type of stuff, I think there's so much value to that in your offense. So I, the positional value, I think at center is a little higher for me than guard. And I think that Frederick, Frederick, when we're talking, you know, the elite offensive lineman in the game, I think he's slightly more consistent. So the positional value is a little bit more of consistency. Give me Travis Frederick as the interior offensive lineman. Now, Joe, you brought up an interesting point. I want to finish with this. Where do you think divide the divide is with positional value from tackle to interior offensive line with the state of the NFL and NFL offensive lines right now? You know, I, 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 we, we had this debate, I think, like four years ago. Yep. Uh, and uh, I am still offensive tackle. Now, I think, I think the, uh, the guard thing, you know, guards are becoming more valuable. I, I, I definitely agree with that. But I think, for me, it's still offensive tackle. I still need a dude that's going to be able to, you know, take away Khalil Mack and Von Miller and Joey Bosa. Did you and, just tip your hand for Friday's show? Well, it's one of those three players. <laughs> It's one of the three, and I wrestled with it all day today, but I do have yeah. my choice made. But, I mean, you, you, I, I just – you need these guys to win on an island, you know. And, and you saw you saw it with Carolina this year, right? Like, Darrell Williams and, and had a good year, and but on the other side of left tackle, Ryan Coyle, he sucked. Real surprise. Uh-oh. They had to do so much in terms of keeping guys in, tight ends, fullbacks, to chip on these guys and help these tackles, and it really took away – from Cam's options down the field. And I think you can – when you get an offensive tackle that you can go 
put out there and go toe to toe with these with these rushers and not have to commit guys that you need to go out and, and attack space in the secondary. I think there's just so much value there, and uh, I think you can hide it better inside. Yeah, I think you can hide it, but I would also counter. I've seen personally up close and personal, being a fan of the Miami Football Dolphins, <laughs> what it looks like when your offensive line is good player. Bad player, good player, bad player, good player. Now, I don't care what the combination is, but you cannot have more than one bad player on your offensive line. Yep. Yep. So if he's going to play right guard, fine. If he's going to play left tackle, fine. You can mitigate it. But the second you have two bad guys, you've now compromised both sides of the line of scrimmage. If you have one bad guy, you can put the Band-Aid on it. You can chip. You know, things you said that Carolina did. But you go good, bad, good, bad, good. Or in Miami's case, it was okay, terrible, (laughs) overrated, awful, and mediocre. So, but then, but then, like, how does John Jerry still have a starting spot in the NFL Uh, (laughs) as an offensive guard? This has been the question on your mind for six months now. Listen to me. Ryan Tannehill has been a starting quarterback in the NFL since 2000 and what, 12? Yeah. The Dolphins offensive line in that window, and granted, John Jerry has been in New York for probably three seasons now. Yeah. The Dolphins offensive line, when John Jerry was there, averaged approximately 50 sacks per year conceded. (laughs) And I have seen John Jerry's lead feet stumble out of his stance more times than I care to mention. And he's still a starting offensive lineman. Sure is. New York Giants. But there's not an, an offensive line shortage in the league. Uh, there and is, I think. Yeah, it's, there, it's big, and it's a problem. It's, it seems every time that I have a, a conversation with a scout or uh, an NFL person, I'll, it always shifts towards the offensive lineman and, and why they're dealing with this. Yeah. And I know you've, you've had the same, you know, same types of things happen to you. But um, – I think the last couple classes have – well, not the last couple. Last year's class, I liked the offensive line group. The year before, it was really bad. We'll see about this year. I'm still learning the names. Yeah, we're, uh, we are hard at work. It's a great segue to close, Joe. Yeah, put it Good on the show today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, still used to – getting used to having to share the air with you again. It's a little odd. Um, we are hard at work at compiling all of the names for the draft eligibles for the 2019 NFL draft already. Uh, Our work continues as we look forward and get ready for this upcoming college football season. Make sure you keep it here with the dudes. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy what you heard. If you didn't, I encourage you to go back and just listen again. You probably missed something. we, we, We tend to throw a lot at you, so if you're having a hard time processing it, uh, first of all, trust the process, right, Joe? Of course, of course. Of course, of course, of course. And, and second of all, uh, give us another chance. We, we really pride ourselves on the energy we bring to this show and our ability to entertain our loyal listeners, and we hope that you join those ranks if you have not already. On Friday's show, we will be back talking about the most indispensable players on the defensive side of the football as we put together these hypothetical rosters. I don't know the logistics of Joe and I having to share Tyron Smith and Antonio Brown 
but maybe we'll have that sorted out by Friday as well. I'm Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe, Mar- uh, Joe Marino. Thanks for listening to the Draft News Podcast. We'll catch up with you all soon. What does your morning sound like? Uh, goodbye, baby. <gasps> She's finally asleep. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Mix and match two of your favorites for just $4. The Sausage McMuffin with Egg and the Sausage Egg and Cheese McGriddles. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.